This is the Mastermind Advisor Marketing Podcast with Vince Aldre and Josh Woodward. Welcome to another Mastermind Advisor Podcast. I'm excited today because we're going, we're going to be talking about seminars and how to make your seminars perform. We can talk about webinars too, but I have Josh with me, who is normally with us on these podcasts, but Josh has a, a major specialty in marketing, but also helping with seminars because when I first started doing seminars, I was doing dinner seminars and then I switched to the digital format and we were working, you know, we, we did them on our own, but we, I also knew about formula folios who I use for an asset manager and they were doing the same thing. I'm like, well, I'm going to use them as well because <laughs> they would lock the territory based on who was in that area using the portfolios. Right. So then I'm like, all right, well, I already know it works. So I might as well do theirs as well. And so Josh was the main man over there helping me with the retirement there. It was called retirement wealth Academy. He was helping run all the seminars, but <clears throat> I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. We were doing a lot better than a lot of other advisors that were using retirement wealth Academy. And that's because we followed the process that, did, that, that they told us to follow. And a lot of advisors weren't following that process. So I want to go over the process that we used to make sure that we had good quality prospects showing up, but also how we converted those to appointments, because it seemed like you guys were asking me to go on the plat, you know, show up, go on stage and talk about, you know, what I'm doing, which I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing any different other than what you guys tell me to do. But you guys just wanted me to probably reiterate what we were doing, which is what you guys were telling us to do to have better attendance rate, have better appointments. So uh, we'll talk about the marketing a little bit on like how we get people there, but I really think it's important to talk about you know the quality and how to get more people to show up and how to convert those to appointments. Because the, yesterday we were talking to an, an FMO and they were talking about how they use some lead gen or some company that helps fill the seminars, but they don't do everything, right? They do a portion of it, like help get the registrants, but they don't do the follow-up. So it dawned on me that we should be talking about this and yeah. help people. So perfect timing for this too, because obviously peak season for, for seminars is coming up, right? Everyone likes to run them in August, September, October, um, into November. And so the questions have come on this and what makes us different and all that stuff. So this will be a, a good episode to kind of go through what it takes to have a successful in-person you know, seminar. Uh, we were talking to, again, we were talking to the FMO yesterday and he had this one guy bragging about how he filled a seminar for $400 in ad spend. And I'm like, well, what was the topic? He's like, well, actually, I don't know. I'm like, well, that's kind of important because if your your topic is social security and you're spinning people, you're trying to spin them to do a financial plan with them or trying to sell them a product. Look, social security is great. You're going to get in front of a lot of people. You're going to do a lot of free consulting, though, a lot of free appointments. I, you know, that's I've done it. I don't think that's what you want. So. I'm excited because it's going to be a different perspective. It's not just from a financial advisor. It's going to be from the marketing perspective. You've done, I don't know how many uh, at this point. How many of these do we run a month on average? I don't know. Maybe between 30 to 
40. I don't know, a lot. We, we, I've, we have been through it and ran a lot of, <laughs> of seminar campaigns. Um, so yeah, I mean, we get into it, we can talk about the ads, but this is just going to go back to everything we, we ever preach is we just, we always shoot for quality over quantity. Yeah. And you do a dinner seminar and have a ton of people in there and promote social security and have 50 people in a room. Absolutely. Right. But at the end of the day is, is again, like we always say in every podcast, you know, what is it? Is it quality or quantity that you care about? And so our entire focus is obviously quality. And we just do that in the same sort of format, you know, from, from the marketing to the follow-up to, to even the drips after, um, is all focused on making sure that the quality people show up. It'll, it'll be good to go through this. I mean, if we look at it grand scale as a marketer, um, you know, what we do are just purely educational classes. You know, we don't do dinner seminars. Have we done them in the past? Absolutely. You know, if an advisor really wants to do it. But what I find is if you stick with education, education first, much like the webinar, you know, you, you just give, 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 and then ask, right? Um, that's just follows the same, the same process to all of that. And so this is the same exact thing. You're not pushing a dinner. You're not pushing a meal. What you're doing is trying to just market and get people there that, that want to learn, right? And, and are very curious on, on the help. So it's very targeted and towards people that are not invested in a meal, but invested in education. Yeah, and I know you still do some dinner seminars for some people, so it's not like you don't do them. Um, I know that you've done like the women's seminars, estate planning seminars. I don't think like here we don't do like any social security seminars because we just totally avoid them. We've tried some, like some advisors have come to us that would say, hey, can you do this annuity seminar? It's like, well, it's not going to work. Well, can you just try it? Okay, we can try it. It's not going to work. It's just a waste of money. And of course, it's a waste of money. Um, but let's just start with like the beginning part and then we'll go through each step on what you need to do to have a successful seminar. So first of all, let's just start with the advertising. You know, when do we need to start the advertising? Is it four yeah. weeks out, three weeks out, two weeks out, you know, the day before what gets the best performance? Yeah. Um, solid. So yeah, for marketing, obviously the majority of our, our marketing is on Facebook. Um, Currently, it's just the best you know cost per registration. We start marketing about three weekends out, and what we do, which is a little different than what a lot of other individuals will do, um, and and just to reiterate, we're one hundred percent digital. You know, we're not doing any mailers or anything like that. But um, we'll run ads just on the weekends. Uh, literally, we'll turn ads on Thursday and shut them off on Monday, um, and then so we're just basically running for three weekends. We do no. that just because. Oh, go ahead. I just want to stop you there because I know when you were at Retirement Wealth Academy, I was trying to tell you guys, hey, don't do it that way. Or I mean, sorry, I was trying to tell you this is the way you should do it, not run them constantly. And then your ad agency, who we you know actually tested out or hired for like three months, um, was against that. And then I, I think they were more for like, you know, running them all the way up until the day before the seminar. So. Can you help? I mean, yeah. now you see the difference. So can you help us understand the difference there? Why that's important? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, as a, a marketer, I see both sides. Um, one side, like the media buyer, um, probably not the best fit. They're always shoot for impressions, right? And at the end of the day, who really cares about how many people see all your ad? So impressions are just, just to clarify, cause that's a marketing, Fair enough. marketing language there. Impressions means how many times your ad is shown in front of somebody. 
It doesn't mean they clicked on it. It's a register. Yeah. Or like that. It just means they saw how your ma- ad. Right. So if an ad agency only focuses on how many people saw your ad, who gives a flying monkey? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But so, but yeah, I mean the goal of what they are trying to do is just, if you let Facebook run all the time, they optimize a little faster. Um, can it produce better results? Sometimes. Yes. But what Vince was trying to get to and, and bring home to those ads is like, listen, the majority of my registrations come over the weekend. So if I spend, let's say $500 over the weekend, I'm going to get 10 to 15 people to register. But if I spend ads on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I spend 500 for those three days, I might get one or two. And so what he's saying is like, it just makes more sense to spend money when it's going to convert the best. And so when you're running on a short period of time, yes, you want ads to optimize or like, you know, give Facebook time basically to find the right audience to register. But what Vince is saying is it just makes more sense to spend money when it's most successful. Um, and it has, it has proven true, um, for the, the, the vast majority, if not all of our classes. Um, and if you're running more and more, right, you know, Vince, you're running what, three, three or four campaigns a month. Um, that gives Facebook, obviously the time to optimize with, with pixels and the invisible list and all, all that stuff we've ever talked about. Right. So, um, it's very key. And I think it's something that's very different than what most marketers or people will do. Um, is shut ads on and off. Even Facebook yells at us all the time saying we shouldn't do that. Right. But <laughs> if you dig back, look at the numbers, uh, it's a hundred percent what we should do. And so Vince was right. And he loves to hear that. Um, constantly brings that up. Uh, <laughs> but I, well, let's just look at the data. Yeah. It's purely data driven. Now here's the problem though. Cause I remember the ad agency, the ad agency was like, well, we get better results. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, well, we have more people register. I'm like, I don't care about how many people register. I care about how many people show. So yeah. what I mean by that is there were more, there's sometimes you can get more people to register like two, three days before the the actual event and even sometimes the day before. So what happens is, you know, if you say, here's $2,000, go spend it. Um, what we would do is we'd spend it over the first weekend as much as possible, then a little bit on the second weekend. But what they were doing was spreading that $2,000 out evenly all the way up to the, the day of the event. And you get a bunch more people, you know, that, you know, the very end would sign up for the seminar or register, but they didn't show. So they were, they were comparing how many people were registering. And I'm like, I, you know, here's the, here's the results though. Like here's who's showing up. Those people that signed up yesterday or the day before weren't showing up. So your results are worse than my results. Correct. Yeah. The reason, so yeah, what you're trying to say is like the reason why we do three weekends is we optimize for the first two weekends, right? We spend the majority of our budget in those first two weekends, knowing the people that register on the third weekend out and the second weekend out are more likely invested, more likely to show. Obviously we'll talk about all the automations that come into all this, but um, those people show the people that are last minute, registries are purely more than likely just registering off a whim. They're not invested. They're not putting it in the calendar and will more likely not show. Um, cool with what we do. And like, I would say what sets us apart, right. is like 
all the stuff has been built for Vince. And then we optimize that for every other advisor out there. Right. So we're not, I'm not saying, man, we did our job. I got you 60 registrations anymore. Right. That's how it was back in the day. Now it's all right. Well, I got you 40 registrations, but guess what, man, uh, 15 or, you know, 20 of those show we had a 50% show rate. Um, and then how many of those converted to appointments? What's the quality? And that's our focus, right? Is like, cause it was built for Vince. We're, we're focused on what's the quality, how many appointments did you book and were people invested? Not, I got, Hey, I got six registrations, you know, sorry, you know, only 20 showed, um, or 15 showed and half of them were not even quality. Uh, it's just, a, it's a different mindset here and it's more invested in the end result more than the front end result which is a little bit different. Yeah. So that's a good point. I mean, we could, we could optimize for registrants if we wanted to for like the lowest cost, yep. Yep. but I don't, you know, I don't want that because I don't want the least amount of quality there. You know, like I don't want, I don't want bad quality. I don't want yep. people that I can't really work with. So, you know, I know as an advisor or a lot of advisors out there, we like the, we like to have like 20, 30 people in the room because it makes us feel good. But then when you find out what the quality is, it's not that good. And then I know if we have 30 people in the room, I found out that if I have 15 people in the room or 30 people in the room, I'll book the same amount of appointments. So it doesn't really, you know, you don't want 30 people in the room. Technically you can't connect with them. Seven to eight households. Right. Yep. So, um, I know that's, that's a sweet spot for the non dinners, dinner seminars. Yeah. You could have 20 people in the room and again, you're going to have those plate lickers in there. So you might as well just subtract, you know, a quarter of them already. So then you're back to where we're at with the educational workshops without the dinner. So I'm just saving $2,500 a night every time <laughs> doing it that way. Um, instead of spending all that money on steak dinners and whatever else. So let's go back to the ads a little bit though, because when we launch ads, we don't launch like one ad for the venue, we launched several ads, right? And then, yeah. I mean, especially for the, walk the me through the process. Campaign. So yeah, walk me through the process. Like you launched what, two or three ads. And then what do the guys do? Like, how do they monitor it? And then how do they know which ones to keep on or turn off? Or do they keep, you know, how, what's the process? Yeah, we'll go through dive deep into that. Um, so when an advisor first come, like if we're starting a campaign at a new location ever for the first time, we are going to launch campaigns, um, three weekends before there's going to be Facebook set into basically three tiers. And this might get a little confusing without showing it, but basically the campaign level, which is a high level overview of the budget, the ad set, which is basically you're targeting who you're targeting, uh, the age demographics, things like that. Uh, interest groups, stuff like that. And then there's the, the ads and that's basically the imagery, the copy, uh, the landing page, stuff like that. And so it's split into three. What we'll do with an advisor's first campaign, if it's a brand new location is we're launching one campaign, uh, three ad sets. And we'll start with, um, our main, the main ad copy that we know that works very geared towards taxes and retirement tax efficiency, what they can cover, goes over date and time of the event on the page. And then we're testing in that, those ad sets, each ad set is going to have a different image. Um, and so there's three ad sets, each one's running an image, same copy, 
and we're seeing what's going to pull better. We let that run. We monitor it every day, even over the weekend. And the underperforming ones, which is basically we're testing the image, right? If I'm if I'm explaining that, okay, we're basically testing image first. Um, that's obviously the biggest pull. We find out the location of the image works, um, or we use like a state sign. Again, our marketing is is very much um, the images that work the best is like ugly images like some of our best performers are a state sign that literally looks like it was taken on a cell phone um the the location image that's a little different but it's usually a picture of the outside of the building the decent looking building then it kind of has the branding and all that stuff in there and then we do an ugly it's i should say ugly but um it is uh invite image and those are like the first three images we test we see what one has the best cost per registration the ones that are bad we shut off um, and then we optimize from there, whether that's, um, change the ad copy, if they're still underperforming, um, changing the radius or who we're targeting, things like that. But we always optimize image first. Um, and the best performing images are always the ones that look like they were taken on a cell phone. Um, uh, same thing, kind of like we've talked about with the webinar, um, something that doesn't scream ad, right. Um, and, and that's what we use for, for the ads. And then we'll shut them off on Monday, um, review them and, and, and flip them back on, on the following Friday. Yeah. So then we don't have to like, now we know which ad works for the second weekend and we just optimize me and we put more of the ad dollars into that one ad and then we're going to get good results instead of trying to spread it all out and then say, oh, well, you know, this ad worked and this one didn't. Um, and then we just waste a bunch of money on that one that didn't work. So we optimize it that way makes it a lot more efficient. And then um, now that we got the best performing ad, if the person does the same location, we know which ones to do, but at the same time, we'll still launch the other two just in case the one doesn't work because Facebook's weird. You could be, you could have like a good, good performing ad and then the next week or the next month we go to the same ad and all of a sudden it's not working. And you're like, what? what? What happened there? It's weird. So you always have to like be on your toes when it comes to Facebook, especially when uh, doing advertising. So you want to make sure that you're, you have other images, other copy ready to go. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to test it. So like after like a hundred dollars, we will know if it's working or not. And if it's not working, cut it, you know? That's the joy of digital. I mean, like mailers, right? You you, you shoot out 10,000 of a design mailer that someone says performs really well, right? And that, that's it. That's all you got. Digital, it's so nice because you can just, you can literally change it whenever you want, right? I mean, we usually give it time to run to optimize enough to give us true results and that we can easily adjust on the fly um, constantly. And so it is cool because like, like for Vince's, you know, he has three or four locations that he literally rotates every month, right? That's, that's his, his circuit. Um, and now we know this ad copy works at this time and, and this month with this ad image and we can optimize it there. And so like when I talk to advisors and we compare cost per registration and cost per attendee with Vince, the beginning stage is always like, all right, well, we'll get there. We'll just optimize it. Right. I mean, on average, our cost per registration across the board is usually about $40. Um, 
for non dinner. And then we, for, yeah, for non dinner. Yeah, obviously dinner. It's 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 very much less than that. Um, like a, a quarter of that. But again, quality over quantity. And so then we just say like that's we can get you there when we optimize. You know, so like Vince's his top performing locations. You know, they can be close to like thirty thirty five bucks. Um, but I mean, and we'll go on this down the road, but probably a little later on this podcast, but Vince will still run locations where they don't pull the greatest or it's a hundred dollars cost per registration. But the cool thing is we're not focused too much on that because we're looking at quality, right? And Vince will go to these locations still because he's still making, getting a million dollar client every time he goes there. Right. And so that, that way outweighs the, that front number that I see on Facebook. Um, and so things we learn, um, as, as you grow and run locations, the thing is just monitor it, optimize it, and then kind of rinse and rinse and repeat. You got to track your results. So sometimes it's not, not always about how many registrants and how many attendees, uh, it's about how many clients you bring in or, uh, the quality of the client that you bring in from that. Even if like five people show it's okay. But that was something that it took me a while to get over for sure. Like it was, you know, blow to the ego when we had a snowstorm and three people showed up. I'm like, Oh geez, I'm doing a presentation in front of three people. It doesn't feel good. Cause it, it feels like it, it's like a represent representation of your brand in a way, like who you are, like what couldn't get enough people there, but the people are the people that show up are people that are very interested, at least when, with the non dinners. And so you gotta still do the seminar and, Funny enough, you know, when we have that low attendees, um, usually there's always one client <laughs> in there because it, it's just so much attention is given to them. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, so a lot of people just need to think about that when they're, if they have like a low attendee type seminar, don't worry about it. N realize that those three people that are there are four or five or six, you know, those are going to be the ones that are interested in meeting and probably will become a client. So still do your best now. Okay. So we, we've got the ads going. Let's talk about the follow-up process. So if someone registers for, let's say they register. So they go to the landing page to register. Uh, we do a landing page specifically instead of a, um, a lead form or a survey from Facebook. Uh, that way they're leaving Facebook and they're, they're on our landing page. We've talked about our ads or you know, performance of landing pages and that kind of stuff. So if you want to go back to our other podcasts or go to our YouTube channel, uh, just go to YouTube, search for Mastermind Advisor. You can go look at how we do our ads and our landing pages. But once they register, we don't stop there. So walk me through how we follow up with people. Because I, I just learned yesterday with this FMO that some of these marketing companies that help fill seminars don't do everything. And I know Retirement Wealth Academy, same thing. They didn't do everything they had a process. They told us what the process is. You guys did email follow-up and text follow-up, but you didn't do anything else other than that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is, gonna, this is probably the most important part to any, any class or seminar you're going to ever do is the follow-up, right? You spent the money to get that person registered. Now you need to get them to attend. And, and it's very key on what you do. Uh, and it's funny to hear. I, I kind of get it sometimes on a, on a marketing stand why they leave it on to the advisor uh, to do this stuff. But um, our process, when someone registers, we try to take everything off the advisor's hands. And that, and what I mean by that is we send out the emails, we send out the text message reminders, 
you know, we'll send out four to five emails prior to the event. Um, just reiterating why they registered, what they're going to learn, the date, the time, the location, click the button for directions. Um, they'll get three to four text messages. One, hey, um, type text one to confirm that you're going to go attend. The type, the text one. All right, well, that gives us a leeway to kind of text them throughout that time. And so they get a couple reminder text messages, one the day of. Um, but what I've learned um, is a lot of people don't do the the third, and that's kind of the most, one of the more important spots is doing follow-up calls. And what that should look like is as soon as someone registers, you should be calling them and saying, hey, we look forward to seeing you. Um, just remember it's X time, that time. I uh, just wanna make sure you're gonna attend. Um, and then a day before call. Um, and this one plays huge of like, hey, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Um, just remember it's at this time, you know, you go in the door, take a right, it's the room over right there on your left-hand side. Things like that when someone commits verbally, especially when you're doing digital, they're more than likely going to attend. And so like when we're doing this FMO, we find all that, they're leaving it on the, the company that they were using, not the phone in general, but the company that they were using was leaving on the advisor to text and email and call. And when you look at those numbers, you can you can tell who's doing those calls and doing those text messages and emails and who's not, right? Because it's like 50% all the way down to, you know, 5%. And there, there's a swing there of, of attendees. Like our process on everything, I think what a lot of advisors should do if you're not focused on registration numbers, drive them to a landing page. Make sure they type in their data. Make them committed. We then do a double opt-in and then ask them for their address. So they go to landing page, first, last, pick your class date, number of tickets, name of guests. And then once they hit submit, it goes to another page, and then they put their address in. It's a double opt-in, and the reason we do that is because then they're invested even more. Um, and once they provide all that data, they're doing both things. Even with our email and text messages, they're they're more committed than they would be if I just said, hey, here's a lead form, click, and it automatically populates the submit. That's if I was a marketer and I was focused on, hey, man, I got you 60 registrations. We spent $800, you know, sorry, only one or two showed up. Um, that's that game. Um, but again, if you build landing page, make sure to commit, send four to five emails, Again, all, ours are all date stamped, right? So if they register the weekend before, they're not getting all six in one one go, right? It's it's, it's time stamped. But if you're sending them, you know, four or five emails a day before call, day of registration call, day before email, day of text message, things like that, just all all increase show rate. It's, can't iterate it enough because. Um, there's instances where I've seen where the advisor takes on the calls, right? We don't take the calls on, um, and they don't make the calls. And you can you can see a 25% show rate difference on, on just phone call differences. They so, say they call them. Yeah, yeah, say they call them, yeah. They'll claim, but... <laughs> yeah, um, right. The, oh, the, yeah, again, I called them. Oh, how many times did you call them? Once. Well, when did you call them? When they registered? Did you call them after that? No. What? What? So we have a process. Yeah. So we have a process that when they enter in our CRM, they'll show up as registered. And then our, when we make the phone calls, our guy will move it over to call one, call two, call three, and then call four will be a final voicemail. 
and uh, or they'll move them to confirmed where they did talk to them. And sometimes by calling them, they'll also text back just saying, yes, I'm coming. So there is um, a lot of the, the there is a lot of follow up there. But what we've noticed or when people are like, yeah, I called them. OK, well, how many times did you call them? I called them when they registered like that. That is not enough. And they just say they go through the motions. And also, we talked about this in the last podcast about using your administrative assistant. They hate doing that stuff. You know, typically, maybe they, some are good at it, some aren't. So they might say they call them. I remember, I remember talking to one advisor, and they're like, yeah, my staff's calling them. They're, and even after the, the, the seminar, yeah, my staff's calling them. And then we found out, no, the staff was not calling them. She was just lying. But, you know, I can't blame her. She doesn't like doing it. And, you know, she was kind of she forced into that part of it. So I know when you brought me out at Formula Folios, you, you guys were like, what are you doing differently? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just following a process, which the process was Formula Folios or Return Wealth Academy takes care of the the text and the email. And then we were responsible for doing the confirmation calls and doing a, we did a mailer, right? We would send them a course syllabus. And we followed that to a T. And you guys even had the same kind of setup in the CRM where we could move them down to call one, call two, call three, final voicemail, and uh, or confirmed. And we were the ones that were following that process and we had like a 60, 65% show rate because we would actually put in, you know, who showed and who didn't show because not all, not all advisors are good at doing that either about, you know, letting us know who shows and doesn't show. So the, the follow-up process is crucial to make sure people show. Now we do that for advisors for the most part, because we, I wanted the reason why I did it that way is because I wanted to make sure we didn't let the advisor fail in a way. Right, like we wanted to take away some of those things that they would probably not do, and even there's been times where you know we have another guy that does the confirmation calls. If he didn't make enough confirmation calls, and the the advisor calls us and says, "Hey, we didn't have a you know a good attendance rate," we'll go look and see. Okay, what happened? Did we fall? Did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? Oh, wait a second. He, they didn't get that many calls. What happened there? So then we can go through. Now, I think that only happened once. And then we kind of laid into, um, or at least I laid into somebody. And then that probably, I could probably lay into you. <laughs> and then, so I didn't lay into anybody else. But there's a reason why we follow that process, right? Because if we follow that process, we're going to have a good show rate. And then everyone's happy versus if we don't follow that process, and we just be like, ah, eh, made the call. We're not going to get good results. We're not going to have good attendance. But there is one thing that we've added recently that is really cool. That is different than anybody else that I know of, other than maybe a one mail house at this point. But the one thing that we've now done is anyone that registers for our seminars. Now, this is new, so we've only really tested it out for me. And now we're going to launch it to every one of our advisors. We will know who is qualified and who is not. We will know how much they have for assets, and we'll know who doesn't. 
So we'll know who to focus on and who not to focus on. We'll know after the seminar who to, you know, really pound to try to get that appointment versus who not to call to try to get that appointment. Or if they say they want an appointment, you know, make sure that we, yeah, we're not a good fit, right? Uh, it also tells us like their score, like how likely they are to hire someone for financial planning services. It will also tell us all their interests, their hobbies. Uh, it will tell us how much their house is worth. I mean, it tells us so much data. And then I know right now we talked about this, but it's in the works. It's getting built out right now as far as the different silos based on the different hobbies and that kind of thing. But now with our seminars, we will know who is qualified and who's not. So whenever someone says, oh, there's no, you know, no one there is qualified, baloney. We know now how many people are qualified. I was walking through it with our rep yesterday, Josh, like uh, of, my, of my seminar coming up. And like every one of them had like one to three and a half million except for one. And so I joked with them, like, well, wait a minute. Mike's supposed to do the seminar. I'm, I'm going to do the seminar. If Mike's out, I'm doing the seminar. There's, there's good quality there. Uh, but so yeah. it's really cool to see how good of quality we're getting in front of. And part of the reason why we get in front of the good quality is actually our ad, our topic, which we didn't really talk about. You know, the topic is taxes and retirement. There are two other topics that I think would bring in good quality, estate planning and women, the women, money and power one or the accomplished woman one, um, those will bring in good quality. Everything else I'm not interested in, to be honest. So that's also a big crucial part. Make sure you talk, you know, use the right topic. Um, if we don't use the right topic, well, I mean, you can get a bunch of people there for social security. That's fine. You know, if that's, if that's your MO, if that's what you really like and you want just a ton of people in the room and you feel good about it because you have a ton of people in the room. Yeah. Do social security. <laughs> um, but we'll run our, we'll run our data and we'll, we'll show there's not that good quality. You know, it's not worth doing. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, it goes into dad is just king. Um, and it gives us the ability to just say like, all right, well, these three actually pull in really high net worth people. And there's a downfall to like, kind of like what we do is we take on everything for the advisor and there's a downfall on our side, right? Cause like, if you have a class that doesn't perform that well, well I can't say, well, Hey Johnny, you didn't make the calls. That's on you, you know? Um, and then, or, you know, you say you didn't have a whole lot of quality there. We know we can see that now, right? Like the million dollar next door, like the millionaire next door, we, we know that quality. And again, with everything we do, we kind of take on that responsibility where we really have zero excuses. And that's like, a, which is good. Cause I mean, we don't, we don't have seminars that, that do poorly, but if we did, or if, when we do, we take that on, we don't say like, ah, man, sorry, you didn't make the calls or you didn't send out the packet or you didn't you were doing social security or, you know, we don't have those excuses. Um, and those are just all key things to think about is like the big things are just topic or is king, like what you're going to teach and, and what's the title of your class and who are you targeting is just, is key. And so location's key too. I know three people. What's location, up? location's key Location. too. Meaning that, yeah, we didn't even talk about that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we focus at we focus on libraries or colleges, universities. We'll have advisors be like, "Well, I got this nice conference room in my office. You know, let's 
We can bring people there. No, no, stop. I, <laughs> I cringe. My skin crawls. I'm like, oh, it's such a nice conference room. Yeah, that's nice for you. But no one wants to go to your, your office conference room because they, guess what? They know they're going to get pitched something. They don't, you know, that's why we do it at libraries and colleges and universities. We don't pitch anything. It's a neutral ground. They feel comfortable going. You go to dinner, you do the dinner seminars, guess what? They know they're, you're, they're going to be pitched something. They know, walk in the door. So that's why I like doing the non-dinners. Uh, it's a lot more and at the right locations. I mean, right now we pick a library, we're doing great at it right now. Um, we pick a college or university, we're doing great at it. Um, we got a guy doing a gun club. I'm like, I don't want to do this damn gun club. Gun club. <laughs> we did it like one time and he had like good results and then now we're trying to like the, for the third time and we're not getting that good results. I'm like, this is so, I don't want to do that. Like do a normal location, library, college. And he's like, well, the colleges are closed until I'm like, Come on, find me a better location. So I don't want to waste any more money or anyone else's money. I want to do it right. Like if you tell me you want to do it at this community center and it's like, it's the greatest location or museum or whatever, stop. Just stop. Like let's do it at the right place. Spend the right money. Don't be lazy. You know, you got to, if you want good results, you're going to have to put some of the work in. You're going to, you know, you have to do all these follow-up things. You're going to have to do the right ad sequences. You're going to have to build up the landing pages. You're going to have to do the follow-up calls, the confirmation calls, the text messages, everything, the right location, the right topic. If you guys aren't doing that, you're, you're just setting yourself up for failure. You're just wasting money. Why? Because you heard some other advisor doing it and it worked supposedly. Yeah. I mean, we do this. I know, like you said, 30, 40. I know in, during peak season, like come here in September, I know we're going to be doing 60, 70 of these a month. Yep. Yeah, that's just summer. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I, I This is going to go back to it, but like people that want to do like their office, you know, or like the gun club, it's like, well, it costs less expensive. It's a couple. It's only, it's free or it's 200 bucks. I'm like, okay, well, where'd you come from? And they were doing mail houses at dinners and they're spending 10K on mailers and 5K on dinners. And I'm like, well, you spent 2,500 bucks on Facebook ads now. So where's the other $7,500 you're saving, right? Like (laughs) you have to spend $600 on a room, you should still break even, right? I mean, you're still not spending as much as you were on mailers and dinners. And then we'll run this gun club for the example, and he'll be like, oh, well, my dinners perform better. Well, I, I would hope so. I mean, you spent $16,000 on that dinner. I, I would <laughs> yeah. hope it performed better. You spent two grand on this one, you know? So it's like, it's that battle. Um, and a lot of advisors just need, and this is just a, as a marketer, right? Not as an advisor, you just need to, you get so stuck in the, the ways of like what used to work and there's a better way to optimize it. And you're, and we say it costs less, right? But then, then all of a sudden, it's, now it's like, well, you only saved me seventy percent of my my spend, not not ninety, like I expected, you know. So it's like, set realize expectations. Get a good room at a library, you know. Spend the extra money to go to a, a university. If a university's closed, that's just we have advisors running seminars at universities currently. Like there, there's ways around that, ways to work on it, like. You're if you have to be a nonprofit, we work with a nonprofit to help you get in there. Yeah. It, yeah, it you're not matter. working. Like, yeah, you're not paying fifteen hundred dollars for a steak. You you, you got to pay six hundred dollars for a room. No, no food, yeah. coffee, water, whatever. But it, it's the 
the expectation there. And, and sometimes it's, it's funny when I have those conversations and, uh, that's just the thing you gotta realize. Uh, yeah, it's less expensive, but at the same time, set everything up right, invest. And yes, it is extremely less expensive than a dinner seminar with mailers. It, but you still have to invest. You still have to put the time into the, the marketing, the mailers, the, or the email, sorry, the text messages, um, a decent location with a nice room, nice projector, good screen, um, nice chairs, you know, things like that. It's like, you still have to think about the representation of your son. And so mm-hmm. that things that you think about, right? Yeah. Um, so, well, man, we went through a lot. Yeah, we went through a lot here. Um, so I appreciate you walking me through this and going through what our best practices are and bring some of those best practices over to to what we do here now from you know Retirement Wealth Academy. Um, I mean we I, I mean we have it down to a you know exact science at this point where it's just repeat and rinse at this point. Uh, it's a complete system. But you know, I know some people are struggling with that. If you're struggling with your seminars, you got to get the right process, the follow-ups, all that stuff, and then you'll be just fine. So uh, if you want to check us out on our website, go to mastermindadvisor.com or go to our YouTube channel to watch this video or to watch our past videos on our marketing and email sequences and all that other stuff. Go to YouTube, search for Mastermind Advisor, and you'll find us there. As always, uh, appreciate it, I would appreciate if you follow our podcast so you can stay up to beat uh, or up, up to date, I should say. Uh, up to beat works, man. Up to beat, up to, to date, yeah. <laughs> uh, up to date on everything uh, that we're doing here. So especially like our new program where we got all this new data where we can know where people are, you know, if they're worth working with or not. Uh, on the flip side, though, if you ever call me out and say our seminars are not quality, I'm going to pull up all the data and be like, no, you just don't know how to book appointments. So then we'll work on that part. Right. So, yeah. uh, that's the little bit of the, you know, I put that little, uh, thing in my pocket now, uh, cause I did have an advisor said, oh, it's just trailer trash. I'm like, really? <laughs> Let's look at this. And then the funny thing is then he met with like a million dollar client that, you know, that we got, um, later that afternoon. So I just thought that was funny. It's just, you know, you, you, some of you guys, I love you guys, but at the same time, like, you're your own you're your own worst enemy sometimes and that's sometimes your negativity and sometimes your um the way you look at things and we just need to help fix up some of that too so as always josh look forward to talking to you next week likewise that was my pleasure 